Welcome. You guys are back. Appreciate you. Welcome to another amazing podcast of Pack Set Go. I am your pilot, Smalls, here with my amazing co pilot, Greg Dagon. Greetings, greetings. And in a second, we're going to take off. Taking off in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention, and now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the takeoff. The captain has made tower communications available. And we're off to the races. Welcome, podcast world. It's your co-pilot speaking, Mr. Greg Dagoon, and we're here. Sit back, relax for the next 29 minutes and 58 seconds while we take you on a journey. I'm going to turn off the fasten seatbelt on, sign off, but please still remain seated in your seats. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to take off the turn off the seatbelt sign, but please stay in your seats because I think this podcast episode is going to get a little, little turbulent. Just a little. <laughs> Today's topic is my favorite topic, um, excursions. Since I'm not sure whether I'm the frugal one or you the frugal one. I think, I think it's, a, it's a toss-up between each trips. But a lot of these trips we go on, our excursions, we, we how we say it? We wing it. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, we don't book nothing in advance. We don't prepay for nothing. <clears throat> I don't want you to go on TripAdvisor and buy these excursions before you get there because 9 out of 10 times when you get there you can haggle the price down even lower my co-pilot Mr. Smalls is a haggling connoisseur he has a PhD, a DDDS a MD a, 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 a Wii a PS3 and a PS4 and a peanut butter jelly sandwich in haggling, this guy is a haggling maestro and master so if a tour, like say jet skis, is like say it's eight dollars an hour, the jet ski which is kind of high, he might get a jet ski for forty dollars for two hours. I don't know how he does it, but listen, he does it. So my recommendation to you guys is never ever prepay for an excursion. Wait till you get there, see how it is, see what it is, and then make your decision. Because imagine if you book the jet ski excursion for Monday, nine a.m., and then Monday at 8 a.m., it's raining. You already paid. And then on Tuesday, you have something else to do. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Facts. <clears throat> now there's no refund. There's no change of date. There's no wiggle room in the middle. So I advise you, don't, 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 don't prepay for your excursions. Have a plan out, though. Don't get me wrong. Have a plan. Have an itinerary, a soft itinerary, like a, you know, written in pencil where you could have time to to change, swap out daytime stuff for afternoon stuff and vice versa. So when we travel, we have an idea of what we want to do, what we want to see. And any any one of those days can change. Say I want to go hike a, hike a trail. That could be done on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on the weather. Sometimes I don't want to hike on Monday after we just landed from a 14-hour flight. Usually the days that we land smalls, I think we do like the city stuff. We do like, we buy all our souvenirs on the first day. <laughs> yeah, and get it out the way. <laughs> yeah, get out the way because it's just, it's just too much to, to put on, on your mind, on your brain on the last day to go look for souvenirs. We do souvenir shopping 
as soon as we get off the plane. We check in the hotels or the Airbnb, then we hit the local town, local markets, and we buy our souvenirs. I usually get postcards. I'm still, I'm, I'm old school, so I still get postcards and mail it out to um, Big Mama and Auntie and Grandma. They get three postcards off the, off, off the rip, and um, that's what I do. And I get magnets. My refrigerator, and if you ever see my house, it's littered with magnets. There's no room in my on my fridge for magnets. What about your fridge? I know. Well, you, I'm ma- I'm magnets and money. And money, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. Paper money. Paper I don't, money. Let me be specific. Paper money. I don't collect coins. I collect paper money. So Woo. I collect paper money, and I collect magnets. Those are my two go-to's. Now I used to do the statues. I still do the statues, but. I mean, I'm statue heavy. I'm talking about I can do March of the Wooden Soldiers. I have so many statues from around the world. Talk it. They take a lot of space. So what I've been doing lately with my statues, I just put them in a, in a plastic tub, and they're actually in my storage room. Talk. But the magnets, yes, they're little over my fridge, and it's also a wonderful reminder and a motivational fact. That's when I walk past the fridge all the time, and I see a country that I've gone to, and I'm like, damn it. I haven't put a new magnet up in, in quite some time, which is typically 30 to 60 days sometimes. So I say, damn it, I gotta, I gotta go somewhere. Plus, magnets are easy to transport, relatively cheap, and it's gonna be a, a souvenir where it's always gonna remind you of a happy time, a happy place, a happy event, or a particular time in your life when you've done something that was amazing. You know, when I when I look at the Maldives magnet, it just it just brings a tear to my eye. The the Maldives, that's the that's um that was like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, was cool. That was a funny trip because we flew together, but then I didn't go to the Maldives yeah, after. You. Yeah, you went to the Maldives <laughs> and I went to um, Sri, Lanka. Sri Lanka without you because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do the Maldives. Correct. It was it was just it was out of bit it was a little bit out of my budget. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, this this is the truthful podcast. I'm not gonna lie and say I did it. No, we left from JFK. We flew to what was a connecting connecting city? I forgot. It was a uh, not Hong Kong. It was. It was. It was, was it Hong Kong? It was Hong Kong. Might have been Hong Kong. Yeah, we went to Hong Kong together. And then from Hong <laughs> Kong, you decided that you want to go to the Maldives and, and, and um, have, a, have a time of your life with your money. My money took me to Sri Lanka. And then you met me in Sri Lanka two days later. But, you know. Correct. That, I can't count your pockets. But my pockets, I went to Sri Lanka. Which is still an amazing, amazing destination. Don't get me wrong. So... But that magnet from Sri Lanka is, and those pictures from Sri Lanka, is like that water is so blue. Like Sri Lanka, if you ever get a chance to go to Sri Lanka, it's like off the coast of India almost. Like maybe about 100 miles south of India. A little small, small island. And I think it's under, is it under Indian rule? Well, British rule? I think it's British rule. Yeah, British, rule, British yeah. rule. <clears throat> if I remember saying, yeah, it was British yeah. rule. Or, or it was at least at one time. I can't remember if it independent or not. But No one ever goes to Sri Lanka, but we went there. So we went, went to see for ourselves. So, But that magnet, that experience, that trip was phenomenal. And that trip also, we went and got our souvenirs out of the way. And then what's funny about that trip is that I remember buying a gigantic elephant. No, giraffe. It was a giraffe. It was a giraffe. And it was like almost like five feet tall. And when I bought it, it didn't look five feet tall. But when I got to the airport, they, they were like, this giraffe is five <laughs> feet tall. And I'm like, it's wood. Like, like sir, you have to um, check it. Like, I'm not, I'm not checking my giraffe because it's wood. You guys are going to break it. I never, ever trust baggage claim with, with um, fragile items. I don't know. So I, somehow I convinced the, 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 the front 
what's called the front desk lady. Yeah, the check-in desk. Check-in desk lady that I've came with this giraffe with me from America. If I told her, like, I, this giraffe is not, is, not, is not from here. I bought it already. So I came with this giraffe. I'm bringing it back home. And she believed me. But when I went through customs and border, like security checkpoint, they were like, this looks like kind of like a, like, a, like a gun. It looks like a gun. It looks like you have 10 kilos of cocaine inside of this thing. So I had to unwrap the giraffe's face so they could see that it was a giraffe. It was a giraffe's head. And they were like, okay, it's a giraffe. It was crazy. And then I put the giraffe on the overhead bin and it barely, it like, it, it barely fit. That was like one, one of my tallest souvenirs I ever bought home in my life. A five foot giraffe. And Sri Lanka has the best, so far that I've seen, hand carved souvenirs. Like I like I like souvenirs that you can't find any in any other place. I like unique souvenirs with the letters of the countries that I've been on the souvenir. A lot of souvenirs that you find nowadays is made in China. Yeah, they're I, generic. Yeah, I could be in Italy and I find a statue from Italy that says "Made in China," which makes no sense. But if it's a handcrafted, um, handcrafted uh, ornament that you know that somebody from that country put the time in. I would pay for something extra for that type of memory and souvenir. So we always do our souvenir shopping on day one. That's that's like a must and, and alleviates a lot of pressure and also tells you how much money you have left to spend once you get that out the way. Because you're budgeting your trips and spending money per day. Let's just take care of the big stuff out the way first and then the rest is all going to be play money. Play money meaning souvenirs, eating. KFC. K, um, you beat me to it. I K, know KFC. KFC Two-piece biscuit, fries, Fanta, no ice. It's very simple. Very, very simple. It's not hard. Very simple. $5. And for you, lobster, linguine, fettuccine, regatini, olini, divini, and beninis. Don't forget my bottle of champagne. And your bottle of champagne. And, of course, you don't do regular water out the faucet. It has to be tapped. Do what? Regular water out the faucet. Who does that? I do that. You serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, tap water. I don't do tap. No, no. I need a bottle of sparkling water. Okay, fine. So you have a bottle of sparkling water, but guess what they put in it? Tap water ice. Well, I didn't, I didn't see it come out the faucet, so... It I, did. In, in my Trust mind... Me. In my mind... Nobody puts, nobody puts sparkling water in ice cube trays. It's water out the sink. Well, all I know is when that bottle is fizzy, it didn't come out the faucet. Okay. But the ice is not fizzy. FYI, let you know. So you're missing. So you're mixing fizzy with free, and it tastes delicious. That's good for you. Good for you. Back to my souvenir story. So <laughs> this guy's rich. I'm not rich. I'm right below the radar. Of, I'm under rich. I'm broke. But go ahead, continue. I'm a thousandaire. <laughs> I'm. I, I don't even have a hundred dollars. I'm broke. I'm a thousandaire. Well, you're a hundredaire. So what we do also is that. We convert our money, not at the airport, because the airport gives you the worst, worst ratings, rates ever. Like, American dollar to their dollar is, is a crime. They rob you. We usually try to wait if we can. No, actually, we, we exchange $100 just to get us out the airport. $100. Just to get us out the airport. Just and to get, have play money, play money and, and, and right away money if you want to pay a cab driver. Grab some food at the at the airport on the way out. If they have you know some sort of food there waiting for our, our transportation, we have local currency. Correct. And then we go to a local, like a local town, and or maybe a local area, 
And then we uh, exchanged money like $300. I would say it was a good amount, depending on where you're going in the, in the currency exchange. And the rates are very, very good in town rather than at the airport or even at the bank. Banks give you good rates too. Fair. I should say not good rates. Fair rates. Mar- fair. Yeah, not good. Fair rates. Because they always take their points off for um, doing the transaction, which it makes sense. You know, if you're going to go buy something in a, with foreign currency, they have to charge you a transaction fee. And I, I don't like I don't like using my cards that much when I travel. Like I know you use your card a lot. I watched you use your your um, JetBlue. Um, is it was it a uh, Mastercard or Visa? You use? Um, that one is a Mastercard. Yeah, you use that a lot. Do you feel comfortable using your card out the country? Well, that I use much? that one in particular because for one, it has zero foreign transaction fees. Now, if you travel with your plastic, your credit cards, make sure that you know for a fact if if or if not it has a foreign transaction fee, meaning. That if you use your credit card with no foreign transaction fees, you'll pay exactly what it says that you're paying. So if you're buying a beverage for 99 cents in the local currency, you'd be paying that exact amount on your card. Now, if you're using a card that does not have protection of that and they say, okay, well, there is a foreign transaction fee, the 99 cents for that particular item now costs a dollar forty, dollar thirty, dollar twenty. You're actually paying more. Yeah. But the good thing about the foreign transaction fee <clears throat> on the credit card is when there's no foreign transaction fee and you use your credit card, they give you the best market rate, which oftentimes beats the local money exchange places unbeknownst to you. I never knew that. Correct. So therefore, whatever the best rate is for the country itself, not for the town you're in, not for the day, the overall best market rate is what the credit card is going to charge you. Wow. And that so, changes every day because I know the the exchange rate, when you change money, changes every day. It could be 30 to 1 on Monday and then and then the Monday afternoon it could be 32 to 1. Well yeah I'm not quite sure the how they configure it or how they figure it out but they give you the overall best 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 rate period so it doesn't change the credit card from Monday to Friday it is it is stay constant whatever it is for some reason it's, it always seems as if it stays the same. And that's a MasterCard um, credit card with zero foreign transaction fees I just want to be clear. Correct. Zero. I use that one I use my Capital One Venture Venture card as well, the same thing applies. It's zero percent, I mean, zero foreign transaction fee. So, therefore, there's no foreign transaction fee involved. Whatever you see is what you pay for, and they give you the best overall transaction rate. Gotcha, gotcha. I never knew that. That's that's a good tip to have also. Have a credit card on hand that doesn't charge you extra when you're doing um, foreign transactions, especially like when you're buying stuff, quick stuff, when you don't, when you don't have cash on you. Because sometimes what happens a lot of times on these trips we ran out of money on the last day of, well, it's not money, but like foreign, foreign their money in the last day. And now we have to change another $100 just to buy something that costs $10. So now we end up coming home with $90 of their money, which has no value to us because we're not going back to that country no time soon. I still have, right. pe- I still have pesos. I mean, I, I have pesos. Dominican you know. pesos. Yeah, I mean, I have some, but I collect it. Like I said, you know, I, I keep the paper money at least, you know, a few different denominations, but then that's it. So the second time around, if I revisit that country, I don't want to come home with any money at all. I want to spend it all. Well, I, I probably have like, I probably have like, like the most money I have in foreign currency now in my possession is um maybe six six thousand or maybe eight thousand baht, Thai baht, you know. Thai baht. Yeah. Thailand, okay. But that's my second home, so it doesn't really count as foreign money to me because you want to go back again. Yeah, I lived there half, half the half the year, so it just feels 
like it's, it's, it's good to have it just in case you know it's good to have it but um back to like the excursions and like i like to do excursions based on one thing i like to do is what people don't do i like to find a, a certain tour that's not that popular so i can make it popular you know it's like kind of off the beaten path like like remember the time we we um we had the elephants elephants is a regular tour you ride the elephants but then we told the we told the elephant um what's the elephant driver or elephant trainer elephant driver right? in Sri Lanka or yeah. which country that was in um that was in uh that was it was in Thailand when we had the elephant race Oh yeah, 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 that was in Thai. That was north of Bangkok. Yeah, north of yeah, that, yeah, north of Bangkok, like three hours um, north of Bangkok, all the way. It's like yeah, three, three and a half, four hours, four hour ride to get to that place. So we went to this tour, and we had elephants, and the elephants, you know, they take you around, nice little circular area, and you know, you take a picture of the elephant, you feed the elephant. It was cool. So then we went maybe about a hundred yards away from where the elephant started from base camp, and then we, I don't know how we spoke to the elephant trainers but we said i have a hundred american dollars to the winner that gets back <laughs> that, that, gets, that gets back to where we started from and i don't know how the elephant trainers understood what i meant but they put the elephant in fifth gear and i never ever been an elephant <laughs> that fast elephants can move like we think elephants are slow because we see in the circus they're like you know, they, 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 their trunks are swinging and they're walking slow. Elephants are very, very, very fast animals. Those pachyderms can move, yes. You'll be surprised. And for 100 American dollars, they are really fast. I mean, fast I think I, I think. Fast I, I've ever seen. Yeah, I think I won that race, actually. But, you know. <clears throat> I can't recollect. I can, I can recollect. I won that race. And it was amazing to be on an elephant bumping up and down like, 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 like I was a jockey. Through the streets. Through the streets. And this elephant was racing fast, like he knew what the hundred dollars meant to him. It's an elephant, and it was just, it was a, it was an amazing experience. And that part of the tour wasn't even on the tour brochure. Have an elephant race. It's, it's kind of like a a a hundred yard dash with an elephant for ten bananas. I've never experienced that before probably in my 20, life. Probably twenty bananas. Twenty bananas, and the winner gets twenty bananas, and the winning jockey gets a hundred American dollars. Elephant gets twenty bananas, and for a hundred for a whole length of football field. Probably beyond the football field, to, like like past the parking lot. It's longer than that. Yeah, it's longer than that. Probably like a quarter of a mile. This elephant was doing at least what do you think? Thirty miles? I like <laughs> thirty. Take away twenty. Yeah, that he was moving. Yeah, that big fella was up there. That, that big fella was moving. I've never been on an elephant going that fast in my life. Definitely faster than a scooter. Definitely, he was whizzing by for a big, like two tons for elephant, a ton. Yeah, half a ton. Half a ton. ton. Yeah, they were moving. Yeah, like, so that part of the tour was amazing. And even when we went to see, like, the Tigers in Thailand again, the Tiger Tour, like, we paid for that tour, and it was cool. But if we had paid for the package, we wouldn't have got a chance to see what we experienced when we just tipped the guy some extra money to stay longer. No, wait, hold on now. Truth be told, it was, it was we met, uh, we met a, tour, a tour guide told us, I know where the real Tigers are at. Yeah, yeah. Because these tigers are not like, you know, I hate to say it, a lot of these tigers, they claim that, you know, the tigers are not drugged up, but reality is some of these places, yes, the tigers or the animals are sedated somewhat. You know, that's why they're very lethargic. You know, you're sitting and taking pictures with them all day long. But the guy that we had said, hey, you guys are fun. I'm, you want to see the real tigers? 
None of these, none of these chained up, doped up tigers. So they took us about three, four hours to a place I couldn't even pronounce if you paid me to pronounce it. That Mid- was west. Yeah, west. yes, middle of nowhere, and it was a a gang of tigers. No lie. And a monk. A monk was among the tigers. They the monk actually trained and raised the tigers, but these tigers were active. They were running around. No leash. No leash. No chain. And I said, wow. But again, that's a tour that was not in the brochure, not in any hotel pamphlet. It was a random place that I never heard of. Didn't even think about going to. But the guy that we met said, hey, you guys are fun. You look like you guys are up to it. I'll take you to a place where the real tigers are at. And I'll remember that to the day I die. Amazing trip. Yeah, that that one was kind of like surreal because we got to see the tigers play in the water play amongst themselves up close like two feet away not even two feet of two feet we of, remember you know remember yeah. we, we walked the tigers down the road that's right we did with the monk with the monk on a leash on a leash on like, a, as on, if it was fighting. we had the tiger well i had a tiger on a dog leash it was the dog leash that's what it was and a 13 year old big tiger on the dog leash that that leash was doing nothing for the tiger it was more just for me to pretend Correct. that I could hold the tiger back, but it was, there was no way. And luckily, he he behaved himself, so not luckily, he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, because the tiger was seven feet long, he was 400 plus pounds. Yes. Humongous. And, and it had a dog leech. I had like a, had like a, 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 a poodle leech on him. Yeah. <laughs> it had a harness on with a tiny leech. Yeah. But that was just more or less to make the person, you know, kind of like the extra of the tour. Like, hey, you know what, guys? We're going to give you the adrenaline rush of the tour. You're going to walk a tiger. Yeah. And Never that, forget that. And then then we had a chance to uh not feed the tiger, but see the tigers play up close, like in water, like and then one of the tigers well the tug well tell me the story about the instructor who says don't turn your back on the tiger and what happened. Tell you remember what, that? I remember that story. I remember. Was that your leg or somebody else's leg? <sighs> Wasn't oh it was man. somebody's leg the tiger tried to bite. Yeah, they, we were there. And the thing was, it's the end of the tour. So at the end of the tour, they say only a small group of people can kind of interact with the Tigers on a more personal level. So altogether, it might have been eight of us, if that, seven or eight people total. Wasn't many people. So it's only for a very, very small group. Of course, you paid a little extra money, a little extra bot, which is the local currency, as we told you earlier. So we paid a little extra bot for the end of the, the end. We call this the end of the tour tour. So what they do is now they engage the animals. They're feeding them. They're playing with them now. The tigers are wrestling among themselves. But they gave us very, very strict instructions. Everybody listen up. Only one rule. One rule only. Whatever you do, do not turn your back on the tigers. These tigers are predatory. They're predatory in the sense of that they're predators by nature. So when they hunt in the wild, they usually attack the animals or prey from behind. So therefore, if you're looking at a tiger face to face, you have a chance to escape or the tiger may become startled and won't mess with you. But in its natural habitat, in its natural state, his instincts are to attack if you're not looking. That's why when they walk, when people walk through the jungle in certain countries, they have a mask on their head turns backwards. So with the mask on the head backwards, if an animal's trying to attack him, it gets confused. It's like, darn, is he looking at me? He's looking at me. Let me not attack. So long story short, <clears throat> we're standing there and there's some other gentleman from somewhere in the UK. I want to say they might have been British. 
So there's about four guys standing there next to us. And these guys are laughing, joking. And I kid you not, one guy turns and talks to the other three friends of his. And he turns his back. There's a tiger walking past and he stops dead in his tracks. Breaks his neck to look at him. Turns his body. <laughs> and all I can say is in a matter of 2.2 seconds, he gave chase. Faster than that. Faster than that. He literally turned, took off. And luckily, one of the workers there who worked with the monk saw it. Jumped right in. Jumped right in and jumped and grabbed the tiger. That would have been a bloody sight. Yeah, it, it would have been. It wouldn't have been a nice thing to see. But the guy said, I told you guys, don't turn your back. So they took the tiger, put him back in for the night. Because like I said, this was the end of the tour tour. So it was kind of like it was winding down. So after that part of the tour was over, like, okay, we're going to take him back home so he can go to sleep now. He's getting restless. <laughs> He said, hey, you guys, talking about me, myself, and Boom. He was like, hey, you guys, you know, you guys look like fun. You look big and strong. I'm going to let you walk the tiger. And I honestly, I didn't know what he meant by that. I'm like, walk the tiger? So essentially, you know, he had the, the tiger had a harness on, and he put a leash on and said, hey, you can walk it. Which was a, a, a totally unsurreal. It was, it, was, it was an experience I will never forget. It was, it, was, it was unreal. I didn't believe it. It made me want to go buy a tiger. That's a fact. Yeah. That, that's a fact. I said, "Wow, if I could own a tiger, I, I definitely would." Remember, remember, um, Michael Jackson's album cover. It was yes. a, was it Thriller? Or was it no? It wasn't Thriller. It was, it was. I forgot this album cover. But he had a white jacket on. He had a white jacket on. He and, was in. He was leaning onto the tiger. Leaning on the tiger. Yeah. It wasn't that tiger, but it was a real. This tiger we had was a a, a full grown tiger, but having a tiger from a baby, and raising it, around humans, it would be more susceptible to liking humans that won't be, be domesticated yeah domesticated but you'll still be a tiger still gonna be a trust tiger. me yeah. tiger still went tiger when you turn your back on oh, him. oh it, it definitely did and i don't know how he remembered he was a tiger but he remembered he was the tiger when that guy turned his back he turned he his remembered. back he's like hold on he hold snapped on out of playing around like wait like, a minute no i'm not a cat i'm a tiger yeah i'm not totally the tiger i'm a real yeah, tiger i'm not heathcliff mm -mm. Yeah, and it, just that fast too. It was like literally one second. The guy turned his back to say something to his friends, and that tiger like went to pounce on his leg, like it was like, like it was like it was the like antelope or deer. It was deer. Something. I, the whole time, the whole thirty minutes we were standing there, they were playing and didn't pay us any mind. They were wrestling with each other, you know, jumping around in the water, jumping up in the trees. The guys who were there that were familiar with them were grabbing them, playing with them. Tigers ain't pay us no mind. As soon as that one gentleman turned his back, game over i think i have i think i even have like a a sound bite of what it sounded like game over exactly yep that that's, pretty, that's pretty much what it was that's how it was and i guarantee if that tiger would have um, got a hold of that guy's leg he might have ripped his leg off or not maybe not ripped the level but like definitely bit into his his calf muscle and tore his achilles off Oh, no, it did more than that because I, I actually did my research you know when i travel you know me i, I get onto the computer and i do my research you know, most people I know, we're, we're used to saying that the lion is the king of the jungle, which is true. But the reality is, for one, a tiger and a lion will never meet on its own natural, his, his own natural habitat. Two different regions of the world where they, they, they live and they dwell. But a tiger would not probably eight times out of ten beat a lion. That's how strong a tiger is. Tigers are bigger, stronger and more ferocious, believe it or not. Wow. I didn't know that until I did the research, and I said, wow, I never really thought about it. Well, that guy would have found out. Oh, he'd have definitely found out. He'd have been living proof. <laughs> One leg. Like that. That tiger went tiger on me. 
That's tiger. That's tiger with tiger with me. That no 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 no. That's tiger right there. That's a tiger right there. That's a tiger. Yeah, that's you a tiger right you there. I thought it was a dog painted with stripes, but that's hell a tiger. no. Wow, I forgot about that story. That's that's an amazing amazing story. So, whew, the key to this conversation is two things I want to teach you guys. Don't turn your back on the tiger. Facts. And don't book your tours in advance. Facts. And the last free, free tip I'm going to tell you again. Tiger's teeth are sharp. <laughs> Facts. I'm going to say it again. Tiger's teeth are sharp. So you have to be careful when you want to try these off the path, or off the beaten path excursions. But you have to live life also. Don't do the regular scooter and the town tours and just try a little. Live a little. Play a little. Explore a little. Get out of your comfort zone. There's, there's nothing wrong with getting bit by a tiger once or twice. That's a hell of a story. And that'll make for a hell of a podcast like this one. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in so much. I like to say I hope you enjoyed your time. But my partner wants to tell you to do a bunch of stuff. Like Yes, sir. Subscribe, like, follow, tell a friend to tell a friend. The Lifestyle Brothers. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys and signing off.